0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. That's right. This is Real Presence Live, and we're coming to you live this morning. Thank you for being with us. had great conversations. We had Blake Riddeman on this morning talking about the banquet. Coming up in February, February 6th, uh, Dr. Ralph Martin coming here. If you would like to host a table, there's only 40 tables left, so give us a call. Check out uh, realpresenceradio.com and uh, talk to Blake about hosting a table. And if you've already got a table, host another one. Uh, It's a great opportunity to come together, kind of that family reunion. Steve Sponskowski here along with... Tom O'Keefe. And we are hosting this morning. Great conversation with Father Cowles, uh, talking about Our Lady of Guadalupe and seeing the face of Jesus. And now... We're going to t- turn to a conversation heading all the way down to Nebraska. So, we were in Sioux Falls a few minutes ago. We're going to head just a little bit south, about, uh, I don't know, maybe, five, what is it, about five hours south, six hours south, down to uh, just north of Omaha, talking to Pat Castle. Good morning, Pat.
1: Hey, God, morning, man.
0: Hey, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> doing well, thank you. Excellent. Uh, visiting with you from St. Columkill Parish in Papillion, Nebraska, which is the southernmost. Suburb of Omaha, a good Irish town, Omaha. Oh,
0: there you go. And what did you say, St. Saint, saint what?
1: St. Columkill, who happens to also be an Irish saint.
0: Do you know anything about St. Uh
1: Other than being from Ireland and, and those shared Irish roots, that was enough for me. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, I ha- I
0: have not heard of St. Columkill, so I'll have to look it up. Uh, so that that's wonderful. Well, Pat, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so, you know, retired Air Force uh, Lieutenant Colonel, Medical Squadron Commander. So I was uh, the deputy commander of the Ellsworth Air Force Base um, Medical Clinic, and that's just outside of Rapid City, South Dakota. I grew up in Sioux Falls. I graduated from O'Gorman Catholic High School in 1989 and went to the Air Force Academy. Incidentally, my daughter, Grace, is a cadet there right now. So it's great to see those. That, that full circle, whether it's, um, you know, practical in service to the, the U.S. military defending freedom or just in our faith circles, as we see our, our loved ones growing in faith. So here we are in the Advent season, but that has gotten me to this point, which is full-time pro-life missionary leading the world's largest pro-life team called Life Runners. And the best news of the day for everybody, running is optional. Uh, the 20,000, you got it, the 20,657 teammates are in 3,367 cities across 43 nations. And the one common denominator is everybody on the team is willing to don a jersey that has a big cross on the front and a Holy Spirit dove and a reference to Jeremiah 1.5 that God knew us even before we were in our mother's wombs. And then on the back, a bold pro-life message to remember the unborn and so teammates are ages 0.1 you heard that right 0.1 little babies in onesies whose parents actually register them to be official life runners all the way to we have a life runner who's 101 in a nursing home in sioux city in a wheelchair wearing her remember the unborn witness there's a little snapshot of all things life runners apostolate
0: you know. Uh, th- Pat, one of the funny things that I've uh, Proverbs 28, I love it. It says the wicked, only only the wicked run when no one is chasing them. That's what I believe about <laughs> running. <laughs>
1: <laughs> love it.
0: So you know, my my brother-in-law's a runner, and that he uh, he shared that with me, and I thought, yeah, that that's my new motto. I know. <laughs> but it's great. So so great uh, great activity here uh, again. Obviously, exercising and, and moving is also a, very, uh, a yes. life-giving activity, and so doing that in honor of life. I want to back up a little bit, Pat, though, and maybe other people know this, but I don't know. How did you get involved with Life Runners? How, what inspired you? How did the Holy Spirit draw you into that work?
1: Yeah, so as an active-duty Air Force Academy chemistry professor in 2006, I had trained for and was racing up Pikes Peak in Colorado Springs, and near the finish of that race in 2006, I had an encounter with St. Padre Pio. I had a 10-minute audible encounter with St. Padre Pio, which was the first domino that led to what is now, you know, the Life Runners of Pasha. The next domino was uh, I got really motivated with my Catholic faith and said, hey, we we need a men's Bible study and so my brother Steve Castle, who incidentally uh recently took on a position as a development officer for Real Presence Radio, uh he's based out of Sioux Falls, he suggested the book Unbound by Neil Lozano to study the evil in the modern world. So a group of men, uh, I led through that study for six months, and at the end of it, we said, Hey, you know, what what now? and we concluded that we were going to go do something about the crown jewel of satan abortion so we began once a month standing in front of the colorado springs abortion facility and once a month going to a nursing home to have a ministry of presence to defend life from conception to natural death and so that activism in 2007 eventually led to 300 people that were receiving our morning devotions from this group and we said hey who thinks it's a great idea to train for the chicago marathon and raise money for ultrasound equipment well out of the 300 people there were 12 people that thought that was a great idea (laughs) (laughs) so so 12 of us uh men and women uh, trained for and went and raced the 2008 Chicago Marathon. So on 12 October 2008, what is now Life Runners was born. So started with 12, a good number to start an postulate, huh? You bet. And so here we now here we are with the planting and watering. One Corinthians chapter three verse six. You know, some people plant, some people water, but God makes it grow. So God has been growing, growing, growing. We've added nearly four thousand new life runners in the last year. We added uh, nearly two thousand each year during the pandemic. So it's so beautiful that even when you know people are are confined, their hearts and their faith continue to grow. You know, we got to wear something. Why not wear our witness? We like to say. And, it, and if you'd like, you can even witness with fitness. So people are donning these beautiful royal blue shirts and jackets that have a life-saving message on the back to remember the unborn. How is it life-saving? Because we have learned through some some social science studies surveys that 70, 78% of post-abortion mothers reported that if one person or one sign had encouraged them to choose life, they would not have chose abortion. So imagine then life runners who are an encouraging person and an, wearing an encouraging sign out in the world in a grocery store line walking around the block um at a concert at dinner out in public a public witness to think that there are people seeing this message and that's enough for them to be encouraged to be imparted with the the holy encouragement to choose life that's the power of life runners and everybody is fully qualified And fully able to to be a life runner because we got to wear something. Why not wear a witness?
2: So, what kind of activities are you involved in? You know, beyond beyond the running, Uh, how how did people see you out uh, actively uh, doing your pro life work?
1: Yes. So the the most poignant uh, response on that is 8,600 of the over 20,000 life runners are students. And those students are wearing their Remember the Unborn jersey to school on the first Wednesday of the month. Um, Many of those students are in organized Life Runners chapters. There are um, 96 school Life Runners chapters coast to coast. And, And some of those students that don't have a chapter are just wearing it in Unity with those students on the first Wednesday of the month. So it's great peer ministry, great discipleship, and it's reaching young people with the truth and with holy conversations to help them be heroically pro-life, not just say, but be. In other words, they're wearing the message uh, and being really superheroes because it's heroic to have such a message that is truly life-saving.
2: So, what kind of mentorship would be available? Say, a uh, a young man or woman in at Shanley High School in Fargo here wanted to start their their own chapter. Yes. How, how would that go about?
1: So, for listeners that you know have children and grandchildren in, in schools, and to that question, they would go to liferunners dot org slash chapters, and all the guidance that gets them started on answering that. So, it would be a faculty member or a parent that would volunteer to be that mentor that described. And what would be the role that faculty member or parent would be to huddle with the students on the first Wednesday of the month. Most chapters huddle before school starts, right there in the foyer or the front of the school for encouragement for all the students and teachers to see their witness. Some schools, some Catholic schools and Christian schools, every student and every faculty member has a shirt. So on first Wednesday of the month, everyone's wearing it. But most schools, it's more like a club. So you've got 5 to 10 to 40 students in a school that this is what they choose to do to put their pro-life faith in action. And so they meet uh, before school in the foyer. For those schools that are all school Life Runners chapters, they even pray the Life Runners Creed, which can also be looked up on the website maybe we'll take time in the second segment to pray that creed which gives everyone a really good feel for who the life runners are but they pray that over the loudspeaker as the morning prayer
0: well wow, that's great and if I, you can go to the website liferunners.org um, and we'll come back and talk a little bit more about that. We're going to uh, step away for break in just a minute, uh, but we're talking to Pat Castle about life runners, and I want to come back to a phrase you said, the crown jewel of Satan is abortion, um, and yeah. I want to move back to that previous segment where we're talking about with Christopher, Father Christopher Cowles, talking about being seen by the Father. And Satan wants humans to hate themselves so much to yes. the point that we destroy ourselves, which is abortion. Yes. Um, and so that's a kind of a thing where Satan wins when man hates himself. And man hates mm. himself if he doesn't realize that he's got a loving father.
3: Mm. And, and so. That-
0: and so on the next segment, I want to come back and kind of start with that, uh, uh, Patrick, a little bit. Kind of that, that sense of, you know, what is important in order for us to love life, we have to realize that we have a loving Father, and that's where it begins. And we're going to continue this and, conversation um, on the other side of the break with Christopher or Patrick on, from Life Runners. This is Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.
3: Good day to every one of you who are listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Wilhelm. I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo, and I'm assigned at St. Joseph's Catholic Church. And one of the things that I have found in my assignment is that I wanted to become more friendly to get to know St. Joseph more. And one of the things just in Joseph's name, J-O-S-E-P-H, if you take that name, Joseph is just. O, that he's obedient. S, that he was silent. E, that he's an example. P, that he was a parent, the parent, the foster parent of Jesus and H, husband of Mary. What a wonderful thing to imitate this good, holy man that the Father in heaven chose for his foster father here on earth. And so, have a devotion to St. Joseph. Come to know him, come to know his intercession as he brings us and leads us always ever more closely in a relationship with the Holy Family.
0: SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo from Lumen Vision in Fargo.
1: Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is
0: www.lumen.vision. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. This is Real Presence Live, and we're coming to you live. Thank you so much for staying with us this morning. Steve Sponskowski along with Tom O'Keefe. We're having a great conversation uh, this morning talking with Pat Castle from Life Runners, uh, talking about the value of life and going back to really this sense that Satan wants us to hate ourselves. He wants us to focus on our sinfulness um, and not on the loving father as uh, Father Christopher Cowles in the first segment of this hour this morning talked about how we have a loving father and we need to see ourselves through the eyes of the Father, because we are not disgusting to him. Even when we're in sin, we're not disgusting to him. He still loves us and wants to draw us back like the prodigal son. Um, and so Satan then you know, is trying to focus us on our sins, and then we want to destroy ourselves. And one of the ways we really, I mean, one of the great ways, the terrible ways we destroy ourselves is through abortion. Um, yeah. And so we need to be reminded we have a loving Father. And we're talking about uh, life runners here, with pat castle uh, pat you mentioned before the break that there's a creed let's go to that creed and talk let's walk through that a little bit uh we can pray that Thank and then we can maybe go through it step by step if you'd like
1: love it so in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen as life runners we believe in the dignity of all human life from conception to natural death we run as a prayer to defend children in the womb so that they may be born and united with our christian community we run to build endurance, for the race is long, and we must keep our eyes fixed on you, Lord. We run for awareness, so our culture will view all human life as a reflection of your glory, Lord. We run for charity, to provide support for mothers and fathers tempted to abort their child, and healing support for post-abortion women, men, and families. We run to end abortion, for Christ died so that all may live, Guard us all, born and unborn, with your peace, Lord, for in you life is victorious. We pray and run in your name, Jesus Christ, amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe,
0: pray for pray us. Pray
1: St. Padre Pio, pray, pray, pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. There is the glory of Life Runners, which is the glory of Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. Well, you know, and, and as we pray the Creed at Mass, we pray the Nicene Creed at Mass, um, every line has meaning. There's a reason for, for that, yes. that creed as we put together. So let's, go, let's talk through this creed. Uh, we run as a prayer. Now, that is an interesting thought. I, I, I sing in a choir. <laughs> I sing in choir at yeah. Mass, and, and our choir director says, We're not singing here, we're praying here. Uh, we're, yeah. pray, we're praying the words of the Mass. So talk to us about mm-hmm. running as a prayer.
1: Yeah, we call that redemptive running because it's not for us, it's not for you know, us as an individual, it's actually selfless. We're going out to exert ourselves, to offer ourselves up, why? Because God has called us to go out in the world to proclaim the kingdom of God, help heal the wounded and help deliver people from evil. And when you are walking or running, to remind everyone, running's optional, uh, just when you are out moving, in the Spirit with a Life Runners jersey on that has a big cross on the front and a Holy Spirit dove and remember the unborn on the back, guess what? Pick up your cross and follow me. Check. Guess what? Whatever you do for the least of my brothers and sisters you do for me, check. You are authentically living out your Christian identity. And so, yeah, we we enter in what we do as a prayer. We pray unceasingly, including when you are being a
2: life runner i think of uh father mike smith has a, a short video on how to pray all day long and he, and he talks about his yes. a situation like this, like running you know today i offer up that joy the joy exp- i Got experience it. in this run and gratitude to the yep. to what the lord has given me i offer up my suffering of this run yeah i've been a runner in my in my youth i, I understand the suffering of the run and and mm-hmm. i offer that up in unison with christ's suffering so yes all these things that we can do can be offered up in prayer
0: well, I think that's a great point, and, um, uh, Pat, as you mentioned. The, the external is that you're wearing the banner, you're running, but internally you can also be, uh, that prayer is also internal, right? It's not yeah. prayer isn't just an external it thing, it's internal. So, so uh, just from your perspective, what are some of the things that you do while you walk or, or run? Are there some mm-hmm. certain prayers that, or, you know, cer- what do you do uh, to make in your yeah. interior life a prayer as well as, as you exercise, walk, run?
1: Yes. So, my opening prayer before every run is Lord, help me to run as fast or as slow as you need me to today. And the heart of that prayer, of course, is I want to make sure that whatever car passes by, just so I'm at that right point where someone can read that message and have a change of heart, that it will really be life saving, that someone really will. Have a soul saving conversion, a life saving conversion that some little baby really will be born because of a simple message like remember the unborn that pierces the darkness with the truth. And so, yeah, when I, when you're out there, there is plenty of opportunity for very good prayers. And I stress that very good prayers because when you are sacrificing, dare I say, those are some of the most powerful prayers. So, for example, we were. A couple weeks ago, our national race for Life Runners was the St. Jude Memphis Marathon. And 50 Life Runners from across the country gathered there. And at the expo for the participants to pick up their race packets, where 20,000-plus people came through there, our expo booth had a big banner that said, Remember the Unborn. And so you can imagine the evangelization out in the modern world, The encounters we had, very good and some very challenging. Uh, In between Expo days, the uh, race directors put a banner up behind the Remember the Unborn banner to block it from being seen so easily from across the exposition. And then on race day morning, Bishop Paprocki, our national chaplain, uh, gathered with us to, to bless our team, to race with our team, and we had the big Remember the Unborn at the starting line And again, the race directors asked the police to come over and escort our banner away from the starting line, which was on a public sidewalk. And so, you know, that's evangelization in the modern world. So praise God for joyful witness, for bold witness, to wear your witness, to stand with such a banner for truth. And so, yeah, as you heard in that creed, we run to build endurance and endurance for that. We run for awareness awareness to remember the unborn we run for charity it's charitable it's a corporate work of mercy to be so charitable to be out there in the world where people are being duped uh into this notion that abortion is a solution for anything wrong it's the biggest problem imaginable by the numbers there's more loss of life in one year to abortion than all combat casualties in the history of our nation how's that for perspective and so we want that awareness. And then we're being charitable and delivering that truth. And then finally, why? Because we want to end abortion. We want people to hear the truth. We don't want them to have to um, be walking through the muck of, of dealing with Satan as Satan's working to dismember the body of Christ, dismember the family, dismember the, un, the unborn. We, as the body of Christ, are working to remember the body of Christ, remember families, remember um, children uh, that were aborted so that there could be healing. Because we know that hurt people hurt people, and healed people heal people. So we're out there offering the healing power of redemption, reconciliation, and praise God that we have people that are bold enough that are listening today that are going to go to liferunners.org. I encourage you and cheer you go, yeah, I can do that. I could put on a shirt that says, remember the unborn, and walk out into the world, go for a walk in my neighborhood, or go to the grocery store, or to a picnic, uh, to a concert, to a meal. Do it, because it really does matter. That's our apostolate.
0: You yeah, it makes me think of John 10.10, 10, where he says, I come that they might have life. You run that they might have life. Uh, yeah. It's kind of your, your life run is your motto, and what you're going through here, again, that prayer, endurance, awareness, charity, um, and, and t- running to end abortion, and... Uh, and really yes. it's a, this great reminder I, I, Of course a part of your prayer Our Lady of Guadalupe Which of course we just celebrated one week w- week ago The feast of our yes. Lady of Guadalupe um, In that image uh, She blocks out the sun Which of course the Aztec people Worshipped the God of the sun And it's also shown that she is with child In that picture um, mm-hmm. Just the whole symbol there And uh, just a very pro-life wonderful symbol And she is Pope, Pope John Paul II called her The star of the new evangelization If we really want to bring people uh, the world back to some sanity, yeah. we, have to in, we have to bring people back to Christ. Um, and, and the man. beginning of that is He has come, that we might have life. And so this running, that he, that they might have life. Again, that website, yeah. liferunners.org. Um, we're coming to the top of the hour here. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners, Pat?
1: Yeah, a few local things. So for one, we have the Across America <clears throat> Relay that kicks off um, in Grand Forks, North Dakota on august the 26th and makes its way all the way to kansas city over 40 days that's the north arm the west arm kicks off on the golden gate bridge in san francisco the east arm off the brooklyn bridge and goes through times square in new york city and then the south arm kicks off in san antonio so that that'll be here before we know it and so if folks can read more about that at liferunners.org and hit the relay button other things um, I'm going to be speaking at the North Dakota Right to Life Education Conference that is going to be in March. And their current planning is that it's going to be in Fargo this year. So that's something that listeners might you know, be able to, to, to grab. And I'm going to present some training on sidewalk outreach. We're going to go across the river to the abortion facility in Minnesota. And we're going to do some, some live training there in front of the abortion facility to really reach out and give Mothers' uh, options that uh, that that are for life, and then you know finally, just all the folks that are life runners out there. You know, folks that aren't life runners. Again, I encourage you a call to action. You got to wear something. Why not wear a shirt that has a cross or a jacket with a big cross in the front and remember the unborn. And we don't have a Fargo chapter yet. So Fargo listeners would love to have you start a Fargo city chapter. Where we talked in this segment about the school chapters. And you can see all those active chapters listed at liferunners.org slash chapters. Praise God.
0: All right. Thank you, Pat Castle. <laughs> thank you so much for being here with us this morning. Again, that website, liferunners.org. we got to run to a break, but uh, God bless your work, Pat.
1: God bless you all thank in you. Christ or pro-life, Steve and Tom.
0: Amen. This is Real Presence Live. On the other side of the break, we're going to come back and have more conversation about faith. Um, and we're going to talk to Dr., or Deacon Mark Creechie. How the Mass prepares us for missionary discipleship. We'll be right back.